So Alon Castiel is a convicted sexual offender who committed uh, sexual crimes uh, against several women. Um, he was convicted um, for crimes against a few women and other women who uh, allegedly he convicted the crimes against them. They didn't find themselves in the indictment, but they were also severely traumatized and, and assaulted by him. And there was complete uh, denial of uh, everything that happened. He was a, he was somebody that was very, very active in the nightlife here in Tel Aviv, uh, was uh, lots of uh, parties, lots of uh, events, and he actually exploited the, the power and the reputation that he had. And he raped and um, sexually offended lots and lots of women, and there was a long, tedious trial against him, and he was put in, put away. <clears throat> he was convicted, and from the moment he was convicted, he kept on trying to uh, have again uh, request after request to be released early. The committee that uh, discusses early releases um, is obligated to hear the victim's uh, opinion about what it will do to them and how it will affect them. And uh, the, the committee that sat um, about a month ago or something was uh, didn't follow any of the rules that they were supposed to follow, and the case was opened up again because they decided to release him, but they decided to release him without hearing any of the victims. So the, uh, the prosecution also... Uh, objected to the decision. They asked to have it uh, reopened. The case was reopened twice, and today it just went to court, and it was decided that he's going to be able to be released today, which is seven and a half months uh, early. One of the victims, Sully Golan, spoke very poignantly about about the whole case today, actually, and one of the things she said was that they're, they're, one of the decisions that they decided to release him is because they're going to let him be rehabilitated and they want him to start in his rehabilitation. And she said that his rehabilitation in this way, in this manner, without really regretting what he did, without actually apologizing, that they've really taken responsibility for it is, is actually obstructing the rehabilitation of the women that he, that he assaulted. And I think that uh, one of the frustrating things that we can see in this case is, again, um, some sort of... Uh, denial, and if there's already uh, the, the legal system, as we know, less than 17% of the people that turn to us actually file a complaint. 86% of the cases are actually uh, closed without any indictment. So if we finally have somebody that is convicted, um, there needs to be some sort of sense that the that the stations of justice are, are actually weren't working, and that there's actually that you can actually trust the legal system, and that. If uh, somebody is going through this process and he was uh, put away for five years or however much it was, 4.9, um, to be released seven and a half months early without any real regret, remorse, without any sh true sign of uh, understanding from the all the efforts and attempts that they had to go through time and time again to, to object to his early release, it's... Uh, it's just a very, very, very trying process for the for these women that went through this, and it's a reenactment for them of all of this, uh, the entire assault and the entire everything that they went through. The fact that he won't be allowed to visit Tel Aviv, Givatayim, or Ramat Gan does that make it more palatable his early release, as far as you're concerned, and the victims? As far as it's, I think what we have to look at as far as the victims are concerned, because everyone's concerned with, uh, you know, we have a very, very advanced uh, discourse here in Israel about the rights of uh, of 
people who are being uh, accused of crimes, the rights of criminals, and uh, that's really, really essential for a democratic society, and it's really important. It's definitely important that we can't have people that are innocent that are put away, and we can't have people that are just going to pay the rest of their life without any proportion, and there needs to be some sort of rehabilitation system. But we can't have all of these things at the expense of the survivors, and it can't be possible that we don't look at what they have to say, we don't hear their voice. Um, Sari Golan, one of the survivors, actually said today that at least she's happy about the fact that today she's able to uh, voice and, 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 and have her voice heard, the, the same voice that wasn't heard at the time that uh, she claims that she was, that, that the time that he raped uh, her in the, in the storage room. She um, came out extremely bravely today and spoke about it in, uh, in ways that... Uh, are really, really impressive because to go up against somebody like that with all the power and all the means and all the connections, uh, they really, it's amazingly incredible uh, what what they did. Even women like uh, Elad Melciano that didn't find herself in the, in the indictment to begin with uh, has been leading this struggle for justice. And Do you think uh, the fact he's being released early will m deter victims in the future from coming forward? I think it's something that uh, puts a huge damper on, on their ability to believe in the system and their ability to believe that somebody sees them and somebody hears them. And it's just another obstacle and another feeling that, that brings down brings them down, another feeling that uh, adds a lot of uh, feelings that nobody sees them, that nobody's interested in them, that what happens to them is much less... And nobody cares about it. You know, we're all concerned about the fact that he's going to be rehabilitated and we have to start his road to rehabilitation, but no one's actually really discussing or wondering how that's going to affect all of these women who are, who are severely assaulted by him.